This podcast is sponsored by the Faith Mission Christian Fellowship Church Incorporated, continuing the vision for end time ministry. Be sure to purchase Kerry Golston's first ever publication, Go Teach My People Faith, co-authored by Lisa Williams, now available on Amazon.com. We believe that you'll receive wisdom, understanding, favor of God and men, help to all your flesh and bones, and revelation knowledge as you partake of the word. And we believe that your faith is growing exceedingly. In Jesus' name, amen. Come visit us at 160 West 129th Street in Harlem, New York. We'd love to see your face in the place. But for now, enjoy today's message. <laughs> what is it, devoid? I guess they took them already. All right. Thank you. Okay. Romans, the 12th chapter, and the first two verses. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For the past six months or so, I've been teaching on that, those, those two verses on renewing of the mind in, in Pennsylvania. And the Lord gave me something for them that I spoke out to them this morning. And uh, it, 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 it would fit for us here also. Because God has taken us into new, new levels of, of ministry and uh, new levels of anointing that we have not experienced before. And it is imperative that we renew our minds and be not conformed to this world. Because if you're going to be conformed to this world, you can never obtain all of the blessings, all of the things that God has for you. If you continue to operate the way you operated before you got saved or before you learned the principles, you will never advance to the next level. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry, but it just will not happen. So what I, what I had said to them this morning was, I am amazed because I told them some six months ago, I said, if you stick with me and you listen and you apply what you have heard, I guarantee you, that in one year from today, that was about six months ago, your life will be completely changed. But that cannot happen unless you apply the things that you heard. See, the word says, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Too many people are hearers of the word, but they don't do it. It's not easy. If it was easy, everybody just fall into it. But if you want the change that you say you're seeking, you must do it. Amen? You must do it. There's no, there's no way of getting around it. There's no shortcut. There's no way that you can skip three or four rungs on the ladder. You got to take it step by step by step by step. And every time you make a misstep, 
It costs you. Sometimes it costs you going back to the first rung of the ladder and starting all over again. So you have to you have to set yourself. This is what the Lord meant when he said to me, when I asked him, I said, Lord, what is the difference? This was a number of years ago when I said, Lord, what is the difference between uh, what we were doing and what Dr. Price and, and some of the other ones were doing? I didn't even know Dr. Hilliard at the time. I said, what is the difference? Because I see things happening there that I don't see happening with us. And he said one word, discipline. Discipline. That's all it is. Discipline to keep working the principles that you know. See, what happens is we work the principles for a season and then we get tired. It ain't working. It has to work. But you have to keep working the principles. If you don't keep working the principles, you stop. Oftentimes, you have to start all over again. Amen. And I, that's, that's, that's the bottom line with not working the principles. So I said to, to, to them in uh, Pennsylvania, well, wait a minute, I didn't say all of it. I was thinking it, but I didn't say it. I have seen people who come in and, hallelujah, yeah, praise the Lord, yes, we're going to do this thing, da-da-da-da-da-da. And then three months later, they stop working the principles. Well, I've been tithing for three months and I ain't seen nothing. Well, you've been stealing for 35 years. <laughs> Amen. You know, you want it to work overnight. You work the principles and it has to come to pass. I remember Dr. Hilliard said something to, uh, to some of the pastors that he had visited. He went to their churches and he, he spoke there and they asked him, he said, oh, okay, Doc, Doc, what do you see in my ministry? What is it that I need to do? And he said to him, just stay the course. Just stay the course. You're doing what you have to do. You're following the principles. You're following the spiritual laws. And if you follow a spiritual law, it has to work. It has to. It, does not, it doesn't matter where you are or who you are. If you follow the spiritual law, it must work. And you will get the same results the other guy got. Otherwise, God is a respecter of persons. Amen. So he said, just, brother, just stay the course. Just stay the course. And I remember I called him uh, one time, and, and I told him, okay, I said, okay, doc, I'm ready for you to perform surgery on me. So I'm ready for you to cut me open, and anything that I need changing, reveal it. Anything that I need to do, Reveal it. Tell me. And I can take straight talk. See, I, I'm not one of these touchy Christians, you know, oh, you hurt my feelings or you offended me. Offend me. If it's going to help me, if it's going to put me where I want to go, offend me. Okay? Because I, I always say, you cannot offend me. I can only take offense. If I don't take it, it don't make no difference what you say. Amen. Make no difference whatsoever. What I mean, if, if I was going to take offense all the time, we wouldn't be where we are today. We would not be here because I would have taken offense and allowed that person to dictate my future. And that's what you do when you take offense. Ooh, what you say? Say that again, okay? When you take offense, what you allow is that person to dictate your future because they are in control, not you. You stay awake all night mad, upset, can't sleep, can't eat, 
Who's dictating what? The person who offended you. They don't even see you. They only—they somewhere sleeping. Ate first before they went to sleep. You can't eat. You can't sleep. Carrying on. Who's in control? That's it. They are controlling your future. That's what offenses. That's what they'll do for you. Take no offense. All right. So anyway, uh, I, I said to them uh, something that happened to me last Sunday. I mean, after that supernatural day, I mean, we have them all the time now. I mean, it's like it's like like normal around here now. But anyway, I went home and I think I shared some of it with the with the uh, with the Wednesday crew. Uh, uh, Valerie was on the telephone and. And I got papers spread all over the bed because I'm doing my paperwork from the from the service in the morning. For those of you who think all I do is, you know, get up and talk for an hour and then make all kind of money and don't do nothing. It's 24-7 you working. And when you leave here, you got a whole bunch of paperwork to do. And if you don't do it, it will back up on you from Wednesday and from the next Sunday. It will back up on you. So you got to get it done. So anyway, I'm sitting there. I'm on the bed and I got Joel Osteen on and I'm watching... Uh, watching the, the, the service from Lakewood. Well, they wasn't at the church. They were at Minute Maid Park. And uh, I'm watching the service and listening to Brother Joel and, and doing my paperwork. She's on the phone talking. And the Spirit of God started talking to me. And now I'm accustomed to him talking to me in the middle of the night, you know, when it's quiet. And I've either been asleep already or he speaks to me during my sleep or, or he wakes me up and I begin to pray and he speaks to me, you know, and it's quiet and I'm, and I'm hearing and I'm catching what he's saying and whatnot. But no, he started talking to me in the middle of all that noise. All that noise, he started talking to me. I'm saying, whoa, listen to this. You know, I said, whoa, wait a minute. And I mean, he was getting all over me. I, I, I got up off the bed and I was going like this. You know how some of us do sometimes. Ooh, yeah. You know, like, well, that guy said, that's where I was going. You know, it was like, it, it was getting all over me. I got up and I walked uh, walked to the other end of the room and, you know, and I said, whoa, my goodness. This is something. I said, Lord, what, what is going on here? He was talking to me. because Remember what, what we're talking about is renewing the mind. I've developed it so much that even in the midst of all that noise, when the Spirit of God starts speaking, I start hearing I've developed it so much that it doesn't, you know, even though it's a still small voice, I can still hear him. My antenna are tuned in, all right, to what he what he's got to say. So he said a number of things to me, and uh, I'm telling you, it's like the floored me. And uh, I remember telling uh, APK, for those who don't know, that's APK, that's APK back there, amen. Uh, I, I remember telling her. Uh, one of the things the Lord said to me was, I want you to get all of Brother Hagin's materials. A whole bunch of money. <laughs> whole bunch of money. I want you to get, because I have, I have cassettes, and I have videotapes. Now, cassettes, some of my cassettes, I put them in, they just go, mm, mm, uh. <laughs> okay, that's all they do, okay? But, so I, I say, okay, well, I'll have to replace this one, I have to replace that one. Selective replacement. The Lord said, no, I want you to get all of his materials on CD and DVD. 
So I just got a call. My wife. I remember Brother Arnold did that. You did that, right? You ordered all this stuff when it was cassettes and whatnot. There was a bunch of money then. I can imagine what it is now. They said, I want you to buy. I want you to order it all. I said, okay. All righty then. Because, watch this now. Watch this now. Because Brother Kenneth E. Hagen is my spiritual father. He doesn't not become my spiritual or, or stop become, being my spiritual father because he's in another state. He's more alive now than he was when he was here. I know about Isaiah. I mean about the, uh, what's his name? Elijah and Elijah and the double portion. But I kind of backed away from that. I didn't want to get into that because I know that scripturally we cannot support saying that, you know what, well, I want the double portion just like that. That says for him. No, that was for him. You can't find that in two or three places in the Bible. And unless God speaks it to you, you can't support that scripturally by saying, I want that. But the Lord said something to me, and it was, this was before this happened Sunday night. He said to me, what do you want? What do you want? And I said, well, uh, 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 what about that double portion stuff? Specifically. I said, well, I want a double portion of the love that he walked in. I want a double portion of the faith that he walked in. I want a double portion of the favor that he walked in. I want a double portion of the anointing that was upon his life. I want a double portion of the success in ministry that he experienced. So, all right, you can have it. Now, that's what I asked for before. Remember, I asked for that. And then Sunday night, he spoke to me. See, you, you ask for stuff sometimes, and you think God just going to dump it on you, and God said, do this. Hey, do this. But, but Lord, I ask you for this. Do this. See, you, you, you don't know. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. See, we think we, we think we know, okay, just, just drop it on me. No, do this. Hmm. So, <laughs> I said, okay, praise the Lord. I, I, I don't have a problem with that. We just have to get busy. So that same night, while he was still on me, I went to the computer. I went online. And uh, I, I, I uh, found out about uh, uh, Rhema. Bible Training Center, I, I got them, pulled them up online to start the process, and I contacted them through email, and I'm waiting for them to get back to me, because I got to do it. It's not optional. It's not optional. We ask God for things, and God says, okay, with this proviso, and we don't want to do this. We want that. But we don't want to do this. Let me say that again. We ask God for something. We want it. And he says, do this. But we don't want to do that. Just give me, give me, give me. He'll say, no, do, do, do. 
That's what I want you to do. Because everything, everything, remember, he's obeying his own word. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest. You want the harvest, but there's got to be some seed sown. If there's no seed sown, you cannot have a harvest. Simple as that. You just can't have it. You've got to do whatever he tells you to do. Like his mother said at the wedding feast, whatever he saith to you, do it. We need wine. He said, go fill up the pot with water. That don't make sense. That doesn't make any kind of sense. But you're not dealing with sense. You're dealing with faith. And God requires something of you. He requires you to do something that may be foolish. It may be foolish in your eyes, but he's requiring you to do something in order to receive something that you want. Hmm. Remember, he didn't come to you. You came to him. Ooh. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I want. I want. Give me. Show me. Provide for me. So, <laughs> I thought that was all. That was enough right there. But he wasn't finished. He wasn't finished. He, he said something else to me. Now, Brother Hagin had, oh, I don't know, many, probably 20, 25, 30 uh, visitations where he saw Jesus. And, he, and Jesus talked to him. They had conversation together. And uh, the the major ones, there's about maybe seven or eight major visitations that Brother Hagen had. Now this, I don't know why he said this to me, but he said it. He said that I am to relate those visitations to people. In other words, do the same thing Brother Hagen did. Everywhere he would, he would tell about when he had that visitation. Say, so you tell it. Now you tell it. Everything that Brother Hagin said about the visitations that he had, I have to start telling it. I have to keep it alive. Keep speaking what he spoke. So now, you got a son over there, let him. No. He's got a son? Thought you was a son. Glory to God. We are commanded to bring our children up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Brother Hagin did that. But that passes on. And once it's passed on, see, anointing doesn't leave the earth. Just because Brother, Brother Hagin left, his anointing didn't leave. It's going to be distributed somewhere to somebody who is willing to do with it what Brother Hagin did with it and take it to the next level. Hallelujah. So, <laughs> I have to relate his, his stories of the visitations. So if you hear me in the midst of my, in the midst of messages, bringing up a story about when, when Jesus appeared to Brother Hagin, and then I start telling the story, you'll know why. 
because that's what I've been instructed to do. So that means some of those CDs, some of those DVDs, I got to listen to them over and over and over and over. I'm pretty good with it. I can, I can relate, relate it pretty good, most of the visitations, but now I have to really get busy to, to where I can almost do it verbatim. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, you see why this renewing your mind is so important? you got to renew your mind to what God says and what God wants done because it does not always fit with your thinking, what you want to do, what you think. You have to do what he says to do because what he says to do is what is important at the moment. It doesn't have to make sense to you. You don't have to understand it. You don't even have to justify it. All you have to do is do it. You've got to just do it. I know that it has major significance in my life and ministry. I know that. Do I know how? I don't know. He didn't choose to tell me that. So, hey, I'm just, I'm just got to do what he says to do. And if we could just learn that, learn to follow the principles, just do the principle, be led by the spirit. Just be led by the Spirit. Whatever the Spirit of God leads you to do, if it lines up with Scripture, do it. Just do it. Amen. Like he said to me, uh, and I related it to some of you, uh, and, and I told you I was going to put together a message, is, is, it, is it God? Is it me? Or is it the devil? You know, we always get that. You know, you, you hear something, you say, oh. Where did that come from? Is it God? Is it me? Or is it the devil? It could be any one, any one of the three. All right? But you have to go to the word. And, and, and once, it, once you find it in the word and that it fits what, you're, what you received, what you heard, go with it. Go with it. Don't, don't try to, don't try to uh, figure it out. Hey, this is what the Spirit of God said. This is what I got to go with. This is what I have to do, all right? So, hallelujah. So, I have to relate these things, and uh, the renewing of the mind, look back at the second verse, watch this. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be not conformed. I've said it for years. If you're still doing the same things, acting the same way you were before you were born again, you have not renewed your mind. All you've done is gotten saved. The only thing that's available to you is heaven. Because until you renew your mind, all of the stuff, all of the promises of God that are sitting in, in the book, you will not be able to access them. Because it's the renewed mind that accesses the things of God. Amen. Amen. Now I want you to I want you to turn, please, to, to Matthew 6. Oh, that was weak. Oh, that was weak. Dear Lord, that was weak. Oh my. Okay. Now. In the 25th verse, 
Boy, last week my eyes were so cloudy, I could, whew, it was murder trying to read. Okay, watch this now. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. Take no thought for your life. Take no thought for your life. Okay? Watch this now. What you shall eat, what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Now, in the message that we did before concerning Matthew 6, we, we came to the, to the uh, revelation that God wants to provide your housing, your clothing, your food, and your water. In other words, God wants to provide all of these things for you. He wants to be your source. Okay? And he said here, take no thought for these things. Don't worry about them. Don't concern yourself about them. Don't get into, get into all kinds of depression and all these other things because of them. Take no thought for them. I will supply. But you see, God gives you more on the way than he does in the beginning. You don't need finishing grace when you're starting. When you're starting, you need starting grace. Most of us, because of the way we've been programmed by the world, we want finishing grace at the start. Amen. Give me the job, I'll get the house. Okay. Watch this. 25 again. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Your heavenly Father feeds them. They, you don't see birds worried about what they're going to eat. You don't see birds worried about where we're going to sleep tonight. Hey, Joe, you got a nest? You know, aren't you better than they are? They're not sons and daughters of God. You are sons and daughters of God. All right? Hallelujah. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not. They don't even have a, they don't sow. They don't give anything. Think about that. They don't give anything. And God set up the system with sowing and reaping. Hmm, they don't even sow. They don't even give. And yet he takes care of them. Because sowing and reaping is for us. Right. <laughs> neither, ne oh. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. They don't gather up, they don't heap it up. Yet your, he oh, happy birthday. Yet your heavenly father feedeth them. He feeds them. He feeds them. He feeds them. He feeds them. You know what he's saying? He's saying a mouthful. A literal mouthful. He feeds them. In other words, he'll provide their food. 
Watch this. Are you not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought or worrying, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for clothing or raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. They don't have a job. And they don't make their clothes. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. In Solomon in all of his glory and all of his riches, with all that he had, he was not arrayed like the flowers that we see. God arrayed them beautifully, magnificently. And they didn't have to work for it. Oh, my. Remember, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing, and hearing, and hearing, and hearing. Most of us don't have faith for this because we didn't continue to hear it. We said, I heard that. We bought the tape, listened to them one more time, and packed them away. But faith comes by hearing. If you would hear it and hear it and hear it and hear it, eventually you would believe it. And once you believe it, then you start acting on it. No, God supplies my home, my clothes, my food, my water. He is my source. I don't work for a living. Most of us are caught up in what the world told us. We work for a living. You better get a job so you can pay your rent. God never said that. He said, take no thought for that. Don't worry about that. We worry about whether we're going to have our job next week. We worry about if it's going to shut down, if we're going to get laid off. Then he is not our source. Hallelujah. Woo, let's go on. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 30. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you? Shall he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. Even if you have little faith, he says, I'll clothe you. I'll take care of you. Even if you have little faith, but you've got to receive me as your source. You've got to get out of the, the world's has conformed you to believing their way. And I have another way for you. You don't have to be locked into this world's economy. But it takes renewing of your mind. And you do that at home. Don't cost you a dime. You can sit down and listen to the word, listen to the word, listen to the word, listen to the word, and say, this is the way I have to function. This is the way I have to operate. I know what the world says. I know what the, what the, 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 the statistics say. But I'm not moved by statistics. I'm only moved by what I believe. And I believe his word. And then he's obligated. He has obligated himself right here. In this word, he's obligated himself to do what he said. He says, I watch over my word to perform it. He said that I have placed my word even above my name. Whew. Just tell him. You got to tell him. Lord, you told me 
to not conform to this world. I am getting on your economy now. You have to take care of me. You are now my child. I am your father. I want to be your father. Father got to take care of the child. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We got to renew our minds to who the father is. See, he, he is our source. He is our Jehovah Jireh, our provider. As I said, God gives you more on the way than he ever gives you <laughs> in the beginning. Because he's a faith God. And he demands faith. For without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder, rewarder, rewarder that he's going to give you what he said he's going to give you. He's going to provide what he said he's going to provide. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But our job is we got to renew our minds. We got to stop thinking like the world told us to think. Got to stop functioning. If you're still functioning like, like Uncle Bobo, and you know Uncle Bobo just as lost as he can be, just as unsaved as he can be, still functioning like Uncle Bobo, that's why you don't reach the pinnacle that God has for you. He has stuff for us. I'm telling you, he has stuff that's beyond your wildest imagination. Oh, my. All right, let's go on. Because I still got to get my, to my point. Verse 31. Therefore, take no thought saying, well, here's a clue. Here's a clue. I said, here's a clue. He said, take no thought saying, what are you saying? Based on what you're saying, that tells me what you're thinking. Oh, they just go up on the rent every every two years. They go up on the rent again. How are you supposed to pay all this rent? You know, that's too much money for this little place. I'm not going to do it. Oh, Lord, hey, what are you going to do, Jesus? Oh, Jesus, if you could only help me now. Be not conformed. Be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let me tell you how I got my mind renewed. It took, it, it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. It's a process, I'm telling you. I, when the Lord, when the Lord, uh, no, when the Lord didn't do it, the, uh, the uh, county of uh, Clarkstown County in the, uh, Clarkstown uh, City in, in uh, Rockland County, they told me that I had to pay $9,600 in taxes. My first thought was, <laughs> what? <laughs> they don't want, want to jump on my lawyer. I want you know, I want to jump on somebody. Find me somebody to jump on. Amen. But what happened was the Spirit of God spoke to me just as clear, and He says, "I told you, you are already on their level." Speaking of Doctor Price, Doctor Hilliard, and whatnot, He said that's normal. Normal. Well, listen, you have an option. You can go back to the other level where your taxes is only 500. Did you hear what I said? You have an option. You can go back to the other level 
and God can look for somebody else because you ain't ready. So, <laughs> now, so, so if you sit there shaking about taxes, that might be $9,000. You ain't ready. Your mind is not renewed. He took me to the word. God, the Holy Ghost will always take you to the word. He took me to the word. 9,000, I think it was 500 something, 600, 9,000. When you get that close, just say $10,000. Yeah, man, just say $10,000. All right, when it, he took me to the word. He said, when, when, they, when the tax collectors came to Peter and said, Don't, does your master pay taxes? And he went to Jesus. What did Jesus tell him? Go fishing. Glory to God. Hallelujah. What did he tell him? Go fishing. Why? Because he's not stuck in that, this economy. He's not stuck to doing it the way the rest of the world does it. He's not hampered or hindered by anything they do. Whatever they say. Jesus said to Peter, listen, who do they normally take taxes from? The children or strangers? And Peter said, from strangers. He said, well, that's all right. So they won't be offended. Go fishing. And the first fish that comes up, there'll be a piece of money in his mouth. So when I, when I went to the Lord about that $10,000, the Lord said to me, go fishing. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm talking about renewing your mind. So now I have to believe that I can go fishing. It's going to come from somewhere because God's going to raise up somebody somewhere to use their power, their ability, their influence, and their resources to help me get it done. If you got to use a fish or a donkey or a bird or a snake, he'll use whatever he has to use. Why? Because I got my mind renewed. I don't get bogged down. I don't get bogged down in this stuff. We go in here. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We go in here. Where you going? Wherever God says. Wherever God says. He doesn't always tell you. He didn't tell Abraham where he was going. He just said, go that way. Where am I going? That way. What's over there? Just go. You'll find out when you get there. I said go. If I said go, I prepared the way. If I said go, I got somebody to blaze a path. If I said go, I got it straightened out. So when you get there, everything going to be all right. Amen. Because I'm God. If you're going to get on God's economy, get on it. Quit playing with the world. Either renew your mind or be conformed to the world. You can't have it both ways. Hallelujah. 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 Whew, glory to God. And see, I, I found out something. The word declares that we are workers together with God. We are workers together. We have to do something. God's already done his part. The only thing God's going to do now is speak to you. Speak to you. He'll say, go. He'll say, move. He'll say, buy. He'll say, give. That's all he's going to say. Because we're working together with him. Glory to God, I feel like preaching. I said because we, we're working together with him. And if we're working together with him, when he speaks, we move. Glory to God. When he speaks, we move. So he spoke that we're going to have a headquarters. Say headquarters? You ain't got enough folk where you at. I don't care. 
that. God's not interested in that. He don't, he's not moved by that. God said we're going to have a, a headquarters in Honolulu, Hawaii. We already made the arrangements to go. The end of August, we're going. Where are you going? To Hawaii? Why are you going? God said go. What you going to get? I don't know. But I'm going. But I'm going. Because my mind is renewed to what God says. And not what the circumstances look like. Hallelujah. It looks like you ain't going to make it. That's good. You're in a good place. That's when God can use you. When you look like you can't make it. You, that's when God can use you. When you run out of resources. That's when God can use you. When you ain't got no way to make it. That's when he can use you. We talk about the faith center. Praise God for the faith center. But thank God for Jesus. Being our source. Because I want you to know we exhausted everything. If we'd have got another electric bill. It'd been all over. It'd been all over. We exhausted everything. Everything. Why? Because God said do it. Because God said do it. Remember I told you before God said that to me when we were doing in a project a number of years ago and I and the Lord said do such and such. I said, Lord, that'll take all that take about just about all the money we got in the bank. He said, That's what the money's for. Is that your source or am I your source? Hallelujah. 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 Oh, glory to God. I feel Brother Hagin coming off. Oh, glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Glory to God. Hey. I said he's your source. Is he is or is he ain't? Now quit playing with the thing. You're going to go with it or you're not going to go with it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I believe in something God told me years ago. He said, you determine how high you go. You determine. Not him. You determine. I'll say do it. I'll say go. I'll say no. I'll say so. You go. Hallelujah. Simple as that. Now let me get to my point. Lord Jesus. What the, where, where am I at? Where, where, where am I is? Where am I is? Where am I is? Take no thought saying. What are you saying? What are you saying? If you're not saying what he said. Oh, Jesus. I said, if you're not saying what he said, it's sin. Let me unbutton my button and say that again. If you ain't saying what he's saying, it's sin. Hallelujah. You're sinning. The moment you say, you, know, you say, oh, I'm filled with the Spirit. Hallelujah. And somebody asks you something, you say, I can't. You ain't filled. Oh, we're going to get ugly now. You ain't filled. You ain't filled. You pretending. You're pretending. Because the word declares, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All things are possible to him that believeth. That's just gibberish. <laughs> Glory to God. Okay. <laughs> Take no thought saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles, the unsaved, the heathen. The heathen. Seek. 
for your heavenly father knoweth that you have need of all these things. He knows you have need of those things. That's why he said, I will supply them. I will be your source for those things. But watch this next verse. Watch this. <laughs> but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Now, in the interest of time, I'm not going to go there, but the, the scripture uh, declares, and I don't know where it is right now anyhow, and the scripture declares that the, the spirit, <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, I, I don't know where it is right now. I can find it. But anyway, it says that the, that the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. So if you can see it, how are you going to seek the kingdom that you can't see? Seeking the kingdom that you can't see is following the principles that he's laid out in the word. So if I'm following the principles, see, we're going full circle. We're coming back to where we started. If I'm following the principles, I've got to get the results that anybody else who followed the principles got. It's a spiritual law. It has to work. It must work. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to get on some toes. About to meddle. Houses, cars, vacations, weddings, all of these things, we kill ourselves trying to do it the way the world told us to do it. We literally kill ourselves, go into debt, go into hock, I mean, just about ruin ourselves, be all stressed out. Oh, it's a sad, sad commentary. Sad commentary. If anybody should have been stressed out, I should have been stressed out at that closing. But I had them laughing. Anytime you don't put up $100,000 and they're looking for $360 more thousand dollars. And I told, the, I told the attorney, I said, I said, you know this is a bloodbath, you know that. And I'm the one bleeding. But that made no difference. I'm joking about it because if God said to do it, I have to do it. Now, you get there to a place like that and if God said do it, you can do it. Not because it looks like you can do it. Not because you have the numbers that say you can do it, but because God God said you can do it. God will move heaven and earth to make it happen. God will put on the hearts of the people sitting right in front of you to do what needs to be done. But you got to take the right step 
which is listening to him. We, how many, we don't even consult God when it comes to, to houses and cars and this and that. We don't even consult him. We, are, we have not renewed our minds. We are still conformed to the world. The world says you got to go get an auto loan or you got to do this or do that. So there we go trotting down to get the auto line and sign on the dotted line and whatnot. You, you, ain't, you ain't doing Romans 12. You're not doing it. You can check yourself out. You are not doing it. It's easy to check yourself out. Am I doing this or not? Is this what I am doing? See, we're in the last of the last days. Ain't no time for playing. Ain't no time for trying to learn it. Ain't no time to, to try to get on somebody else's coattail. I got to know this stuff because my that coattail I get on, they ain't going to be with me at the midnight hour. They're not going to be with me in the middle of the night. They're not going to be with me when things fall apart. They're not going to be there. Either I'm going to believe this stuff or I'm not going to believe it. Either I'm going to worry or I'm not going to worry. Either I'm going to take thought saying or I'm not going to take thought. One way to other. Amen. We got to, we got to get it together. So we got to follow the principles and then we got to believe in the principles. Did you hear what I said? You got to follow the principles and believe in the principles because the principles are laws. Gravity, there's a law of gravity. If you go on this roof and you take a step off, all things being equal, we're going to have an appointment. We're going to have an appointment to come either to, to your hospital bed or to a funeral. Amen. Just roll them over and roll them up here. Okay? Because gravity, the law of gravity, will work every single time. You can never go up there on that roof. I don't care if it, oh, glory to God, I don't care if it's the midnight hour. You go on this roof and step off, gravity is going to work. I don't care if it's the midnight hour. If you follow the principles of this book, you're going to get the results that the book said you're going to get. Hallelujah. The laws work. You got to get that into your understanding. Get it into your thinking that this thing works. It doesn't matter if you've never seen anybody do it. I don't believe it because I saw somebody do it. I don't believe it because it worked for somebody else. I believe it because it's in the book. I'm not moved by what I see or don't see. I'm moved by what I believe. And that's when the principle will work for you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We're getting ready to put some principles to work. I'm telling you that's going to set fire to things. I told you we're going to be radical. We are going to be radical, extremely radical. That's why I'm going to Hawaii. That's why I'm going to Hawaii. I was looking at church buildings in Manhattan before we came here. We were looking at church buildings. Church buildings? Are you crazy? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I believe what he said. And that's what we got to do. We got to start believing what he says. When we sit down and read our Bible, we got to stop reading it like a novel. You got to start reading it in terms of looking for what, what can I get out of here? 
What can I get out of here? Because I know this stuff works. What can I get out? Here's a principle. I'm going to follow this principle. I'm going to follow it to its conclusion. I don't care how long it takes. It's got to work. I'm going to stand until it come to pass. Because it's got to come to pass. And I'll tell God every day, I can't die till it does. That's right. I can't die till it does. And Jesus can't come till I get it. Hold up all of heaven. Because I got your word for it. And if you don't honor your word, you are less than the devil. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So if I prayed it, if I believed it, I'm following the principles, it's got to come to pass. Got to come to pass. We're going to hold up everything. Hold up everything. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I remember Brother Hagin said, oh, here I go. Here I go. <laughs> I go. I remember. I remember. I remember. Brother Higgins said he 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 was at the he was at a hospital hospital bed of a, of one of his members that was, had was dying, and uh, he came in there. And he prayed, and uh, he held that man there, and he said, <laughs> he said, the man when the man was finally healed, he said the man said that I went to heaven, I died. And when I got to heaven, he said, Jesus told me, you can't come now, Brother Higgin won't let you come. He said, but I don't wanna go back. <laughs> he won't let you come. His prayers are keeping you. He's praying, he's asking me, and I have to honor his prayer. Because I've given him that kind of anointing. I have to honor his prayer. So you can't come now. Because Brother Higgins won't let you come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then another person said, please don't pray. I want to go. Please don't pray. I want to go. I said, all right. Praise God. Just lean back and let her go. Amen. When we get conformed, get away from being conformed with the world and be transformed by the renewing of our minds, death won't mean anything anymore. It means nothing. You know, death is still the number one fear that keeps people in bondage. Fear of dying. Like, uh, who was that? Uh, was that Jesse? Said, people told me, oh, I ain't flying. Oh, no, man, I ain't flying. He said, you ain't scared of flying. You scared of dying. Now, that's a true story. They are not afraid of flying. They're afraid of dying. Because that's all they say. Is, man, that thing might fall out the sky. And people, all the people get killed and whatnot. And them airplane crashes and whatnot. No, you're afraid of dying. So if you're afraid of dying, you're afraid of dying anytime, anywhere, all the time. You're afraid of dying in your bed. Amen. Oh, this building might collapse. You're afraid of dying, not flying. So why, why not fly? Because you're afraid of dying. That's why not. I better quit. Lord Jesus. But I got more. All right, just one more. Just one more. He told me to tell her the visitations. And then the other thing that he told me, there's a young man in South Africa who uh, we met, he's an entrepreneur, he's, he's a businessman. And uh, the last time I was there, I was with him and ministered at uh, his, uh, he, he doesn't pastor the church, but his church. And uh, 
I, I received a fax, an email, and it was very disturbing because we found out in this fax and email that uh, he, he had sent it out that he had not worked since I had been, since I was there. And uh, because the economy was so bad in South Africa that uh, things were just, just terrible. And that uh, uh, he was in, in, in jeopardy of losing his home and uh, they, would, they were just, just making it. So uh, I sent them, I sent him, uh, wired him some money. And uh, thank God, U.S. money is, you know, goes a long way out there. Okay, so I wired him some money because I because the Lord led me to do it. Okay, I say it all the time, the Lord let the Lord tell you, because otherwise everybody out there they got a sob story, they got a problem, they got a situation, and you could be as poor as a church mouse trying to give to everybody out there. You can't do it, and God never asked you to do it. So he led me to send something to him, and I sent something to him. Now, the last thing that, he, that the Lord sent to me on Sunday, Sunday evening was uh, the possibility of hiring him to work for KGM in South Africa to sustain him, to sustain him and his family. So I got to put together a program of what he could do. <laughs> Glory to God, what he could do. What he can do while he's out there, because I can't be there all the time, but he can do it, because he's a preaching machine. See, he's a preaching machine. He loves the Lord, and I mean, he talks about God all the time. He's the one who took me to church with him and other places with him, and I'm telling you, he, I mean, God makes divine connections. I never knew the day would come that I would be helping him like that. But I'm telling you, I believe he's a friend indeed. And I'm telling you, you don't, have, you don't have to worry about watching your back. He'll watch your back. He'll take care of stuff. So I feel like we're going we're gonna to do it. We're going to do it. He's going to be one of KGM's first employee. Amen. Hallelujah. Cause, why? Because the Lord said so. The possibility of hiring him in South Africa to work for KGM. Glory to God. God is good all the time. And his mercy endureth forever. Thank God, thank God, thank God for his mercy. Thank you, Father. Every head bowed, every eye closed, please, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your rich, your rich word. We thank you that it accomplishes that which you please. We thank you and bless you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that the word that goeth forth out of your mouth will not return to you void, but it will accomplish that which you please. We give your name the honor, the praise, the glory for everything that's accomplished here today. Thank you, Father. Thank you for those people here assembled. Thank you, Lord, that they heard your word and that word is germinating in their hearts and it is producing the harvest that they need. Thank you. Thank you so much in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We honor you and bless you in Jesus' name. Now, <clears throat> Minister Graves is going to going to lead you in uh, sinner's prayer, and uh, we trust that you are going to adhere to it. Praise God. Father, we just want to thank you and praise you. You want to magnify your name. You said if you be lifted, you will draw all men to yourself. Your bishop, he lifted you up this morning. Now is your time 
to draw them to yourself. And as heads are bowed right now, Father, we will say this prayer. And those that's going to say meaning it will be born again. And you will have drawn them to yourself. Today your head still bowed, eyes closed. And if you mean this prayer, when you say you're going to be born again. Because the word said, you must be born again to get into the kingdom. He didn't say if you want to. He didn't say if you like to. He said that's the only way to get into the kingdom of God. You got to come to the Son to get to the Father. You're not coming no other way. So repeat after me, dear Jesus, come into my heart. I want to make you Lord of my life. I believe you are the Son of God and that you rose from the dead. Forgive me my sins. From this day forward, I want to be your child. Because your word said, to get into the kingdom, I have to be your child. So Jesus, show me, shape me, mold me to what you would have me to be, to glorify your name. From this day moment, from this moment on, you are my Lord. Thank you for saving me for such a time as now. Thank you for listening to today's Living by Faith podcast. We trust you received something out of today's message. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at New FMCF. Friend us on Facebook at Faith Mission Christian Fellowship International. And always remember, be not afraid, only believe. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Jesus is Lord and he is coming soon.